much good may it do you? Much good has it ever done you? There are many things from which I might have derived good, by which I have not profited, I dare say. Christmas among the rest. I say, God bless it. Hear, hear. Let me hear another sound from you, Mr. Cratchit. You'll keep your Christmas by losing your situation. You're a powerful speaker, sir. I wonder you don't get into Parliament. Oh, don't be angry, Uncle. Come, dine with us tomorrow. But why, why? Why did you get married? Because I fell in love. Because you fell in love. Good afternoon. I want nothing from you. I ask nothing of you. Why cannot we be friends? Good afternoon. I am sorry with all my heart to find you so resolute. But I have made the trial in homage to Christmas, and I'll keep my Christmas humour till the last. So a Merry Christmas, Uncle. Good afternoon. And a Happy New Year. Good afternoon. His nephew stopped at the outer door to bestow the greetings of the season on the clerk, who, cold as he was, was warmer than Scrooge. Happy Christmas, sir. There's another fellow, Cratchit, with 15 shillings a week, a wife and family talking about a Merry Christmas. I'll retire to Bedlam. Gentlemen to see you, sir. Come in, come in. <clears throat> Scrooge and Marley's, I believe. Have I the pleasure of addressing Mr. Scrooge or Mr. Marley? Mr. Marley's been dead these seven years. He died seven years ago this very night. We have no doubt his liberality is well represented by his surviving partner. Uh, yes. At this festive season of the year, Mr. Scrooge, it is more than usually desirable that we should make some slight provision for the poor and destitute who suffer greatly. Hundreds of thousands are in want of common comfort, sir. Are there no prisons? Plenty of prisons. And the union workhouses, are they still in operation? They are. I'm very glad to hear it. <laughs> well, under the impression that they scarcely furnish Christmas cheer of mind or body to the multitude, a few of us are endeavouring to raise a fund to buy the poor some meat and drink and means of warmth. We chose this time because it is a time of all others when want is keenly felt and abundance rejoices. What shall I put you down for? Nothing. Oh, you wish to be anonymous? I wish to be left alone since you ask me what I wish, sir. That's my answer. I don't make merry myself at Christmas, and I can't afford to make idle people merry. I help to support the establishments I've mentioned. They cost me enough. Many can't go there, and many would rather die. They'd rather die. They'd better do it and decrease the surplus population. Hmm? Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Cheer of mind or body to the multitude. You'll want all day off tomorrow, I suppose? If quite convenient, sir. It's not convenient and it's not fair. If I was to stop half a crown for it, you'd think yourself ill-used. I'll be bound. Yet you don't think me ill-used when I pay a day's wages for no work. It's only once a year, sir. A poor excuse for picking a man's pocket every 25th of December. But I suppose you must have the whole day. Be here all the earlier next morning. Yes, sir. Scrooge took his melancholy dinner in his usual melancholy tavern, and having read all the newspapers and beguiled the rest of the evening with his banker's book, went home to bed. He lived in chambers which had once belonged to his deceased partner. They were a gloomy suite of rooms in a lowering pile of building up a yard and dreary enough for nobody lived in it but Scrooge, the other rooms being all let out as offices. The yard was so dark that even Scrooge, who knew its every stone, was fain to grope with his hands. Now, it is a fact that there was nothing at all particular about the knocker on the door, except that it was very large.
It is also a fact that Scrooge had as little of what is called fancy about him as any man in the city of London. Then let any man explain to me, if he can, how it happened that Scrooge, having his key in the lock of the door, saw in the knocker without its undergoing any intermediate process of change. Not a knocker, but... What? Marley? Marley's face. It was not angry or ferocious, but looked at Scrooge as Marley used to look, with ghostly spectacles turned up on its ghostly forehead. The hair was curiously stirred as if by breath or hot air, and though the eyes were wide open, they were perfectly motionless. Jacob Marley? Scrooge. It was a knocker again. Hmm. Um. 